0: At Roswell Park Cancer Institute, our mission is our passion to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. With the recent news of Senator John McCain being diagnosed with glioblastoma, a form of brain cancer, many are wondering what that is. Here to tell us more is Dr. Robert Fenstermaker, chair of the Department of Neurosurgery at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Fenstermaker, thank you for your time today. So let's start at the beginning. What is glioblastoma?
1: Glioblastoma is uh, the most common and uh, aggressive uh, brain cancer. It uh, occurs in about 15,000 people in the United States per year, and uh, is the subject of a lot of focus by neurosurgeons and neurooncologists.
0: So, what makes glioblastoma so difficult to treat?
1: Well, it's particularly difficult because it it tends to infiltrate or insinuate itself into the surrounding normal tissue. And because that tissue is the brain, it's exquisitely sensitive to manipulation and, and to the effects of the tumor so that a surgeon can go in and remove the tumor that they see on an MRI scan. Uh, and afterwards, the scan looks like there's no tumor. But in fact, there's microscopic levels of disease left behind and um, they're in normal tissue. And so it's very hard to remove them, unfortunately.
0: So what are the typical treatment options for glioblastoma?
1: At that point, most patients undergo radiation therapy and chemotherapy, usually with a drug called temozolomide. And the, the purpose of that is to treat the tissue around uh, the surgical resection cavity and kill remaining tumor cells, and the treatment is variably effective, more effective in some patients than others, and um, so it's, you know, the subject of most research these days is trying to kill those last few tumor cells that that remain behind. Unfortunately, in most cases, though, that's, that isn't effective, and eventually the tumor comes back within about an inch of where the surgery left off. Mm.
0: And are there typical symptoms that someone would experience with glioblastoma?
1: Yes, it, it can vary uh, because the brain has functions localized in different areas. Uh, a lot depends on where the tumor arises. If it occurs close to the part of the brain that controls motor function then a patient may develop weakness on one side of their body or uh, block, uh you know an obstruction to vision in in uh one field of vision um tumors can also present with headaches in some cases although that's not the most common uh i think most people think brain tumors always cause headaches, but that's not always the case. And certainly, uh, seizures or epilepsy can be an initial symptom that, that brings a person to the emergency room, and instead of a, a stroke, a tumor is discovered in many cases.
0: And this is an aggressive form of cancer. And What is the general prognosis?
1: Uh, from the studies of, of glioblastoma, uh, we know that the current standard therapy um, consisting of surgery, radiation therapy, and chemotherapy, uh, gives a, a median or, or we'll say an average uh, survival of about 15 months. But um, depending upon different molecular factors and the patient's age and so forth, patients can, can live longer. And in fact, some patients will, will live five and 10 years, but that's, that's the exception rather than the rule. Long-term survival is, is not common with the disease.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dr. Fenstermaker, can you tell us about the cervax M vaccine that's being developed by Roswell Park Cancer Institute?
1: Sure. A lot of folks are interested in immunotherapy for for cancer, and there's some drugs on the market for treating other types of cancers. Um, it used to be thought that immune cells uh, from from our immune system wouldn't penetrate the brain and wouldn't wouldn't be effective against uh, tumors. But that that view is changing. The the brain and brain tumors are uh, are subject to the immune system. And so Cervax M is is one form of immune therapy that's designed to stimulate the patient's immune system to trigger a reaction against a protein that's present only in the tumor cells called survivin, Hence the name CERVAX. And uh, by stimulating the patient's immune system to, uh, produce cells that kill the tumor, we're hopeful that that will uh, positively impact those those cells that remain after surgery and, and prolong a patient's uh, survival with this disease.
0: And who would be a good candidate then for Cervax M?
1: Well, Cervax M is still in clinical trials, so it's not available apart from um, those um, Specific uh, indications, but generally for the clinical trial, patients have newly diagnosed glioblastoma. Uh, The tumors have to have been resected so that we have minimum amount of disease, in which case, immune therapy is expected to be more effective, particularly this kind of immune therapy. And um, uh, we're not currently studying patients that have recurrent disease, it's really in the upfront setting where we can add it to standard therapy to try and uh, really get in at the very beginning of the disease when the patient's immune system is healthy and we can stimulate it really well with a vaccine.
0: And what results are you seeing so far in the clinical trials?
1: in our phase 1 clinical trial we saw a number of responders and long term survivors and those results are, are published and out there we're currently in the midst of, of phase 2 and the results are promising i can't give you i can't give you specific numbers at this point but we're encouraged enough that we expect that this will go on to a phase 3 trial and hopefully someday it'll it'll be in the uh, armamentarium against this disease along with the other the other methods we have currently.
0: So the phase three trial is, is up next then?
1: That's the, that's the plan. Yes. We, we, uh, to get a drug approved of this sort and and able to be used in a widespread uh, manner, we need a phase three trial.
0: And is there anything else we should know about glioblastoma?
1: I, I think it's important that people understand that while it is a, a uh, tough disease to treat, it, uh, uh, there are a lot of people working on different approaches to it, and things are, are getting better, uh, although it is slower than we would like. Um, but uh, I'm I'm optimistic that in the, the coming few years, we'll have uh, much better treatments than we've had in the past, and that uh, molecular therapies and immunotherapy are going to be uh, uh, an opening uh, against this disease.
0: And that is good news indeed. And it seems to me that if someone is feeling the symptoms that you talked about earlier, that the sooner they see a doctor, the better, which doesn't give this cancer a chance to spread out into the brain like you were talking about.
1: It's it's important to, to um, try and detect these things as early as possible so that treatment can begin before neurologic problems develop. It's always easier to prevent them than to recover from them once they've mm-hmm. occurred.
0: Right. Well, Dr. Fenstermaker, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Cancer Institute. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.